Mindfulness Mode 52. The greatest currency there is is the effect you have on others. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Thanks so much for joining us here on Mindfulness Mode. To thank you for listening, I'll send you a free copy of my book. I teamed up with author Brian Tracy to create our best-selling book called Cracking the Success Code. You'll learn more about my story and how I became an anti-bullying advocate and mindfulness coach. To get the book free, go to mindfulnessmode.com slash cracking. Enter your name and email and you'll have the book downloaded in no time. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. I'm totally thrilled to have Brandon Beecham on the line today. Hey, Brandon, are you in mindfulness mode? I absolutely am in mindfulness mode. I have even taken a few deep breaths prior to beginning to connect my mind, my head, and my heart so that I make sure to speak from the heart throughout this whole podcast. Thank you. (laughs) That is just perfect. Brandon Beecham is a serial entrepreneur. He started his most recent business called Resort Share five years ago with zero capital while living on his friend's couch. Last year, it was featured as one of America's fastest growing companies. Brandon strongly believes in meditation and makes it a regular part of his life. One of his philosophies is visualizing his goals and taking steps forward as if those goals have already been met. Brandon has a podcast called Positive Head. So Brandon, tell us what mindfulness means to you. Mindfulness, as I touched on, is it, it really is has become someone who's so much in their head or has spent so much time in their head, uh, in, you know, most of my life. I've really learned in recent years that the mind doesn't necessarily mean the brain all the time. You have heart intelligence. The heart sends twice as many signals to the brain as the brain does the heart. So one of the things that I've really worked on in my mindfulness practice is moving my center of gravity from my head and into the heart so that, the, the you know, I'm, I'm really, that's my operating center. And so that is really where my focus is these days is to really have, you know, my, my mind, my intelligence coming through the heart, not necessarily always from the, the logical brain. Okay, well, let's find out for Mindful Tribe. How do you do that? How do you get your mindfulness <laughs> into your heart? Ah, great question. Great question. Well, what uh, what I was taught to do that has worked very well for me is it ties in with your breathing. So um, if you take a moment and you uh, just close your eyes and you take deep breaths, most of the time we're breathing really shallow, if you notice. And it's very easy for someone like me who's very excitable and kind of spazzy <laughs> mm-hmm. to be, you know, breathing shallow and talking fast and thinking mm-hmm. fast. And so I have to really focus on you know, that deep inhale, mm-hmm. let it go in. And as you move, as you take that deep breath, you expand your your mindfulness, your awareness. The, mm-hmm. the deeper your breath is a reflection of how much you can deal with, how much capacity for abundance, how much capacity for dealing with hardship or situation. So, you know, just as simply, Bruce is closing your eyes mm-hmm. and picturing sort of like a string uh, going down from your, your mind down into the heart. And as you breathe, feel the energy moving into that space. And as as you start to formulate energy in the chest, in the in the heart center, all of a sudden things feel a little different than they did before when it was just stuck in your head. Okay, so you visualize that area of your body, your heart, 
And as you do that and you're doing the deep breathing, then what's the next step? How do I get myself really truly centered there? So, so just, uh, you know, once again, closing your, my eyes is something that, that helps for me. And just imagining sort of like a, a connecting string or strand going from the, the brain to the heart. And as I'm breathing in deeply, just imagining everything kind of dropping into that state. So it's, mm. it's you know, it's a visualization combined with feeling the energy. And, and you'll feel it kind of fill up in your it, it, you'll, your your center of gravity will will start to feel slightly different, and as you practice, it get, it becomes more and more, uh, you know, prevalent and easy to do. Absolutely, I think this is great, and I have had other guests talk about this as well, but not describing it the way you do, Brandon. So I really appreciate this, Brandon. I want to find out from you: How old were you when you first knew that you saw the world? differently than everybody else. What was your childhood like? Tell us about some of those childhood experiences. Sure, sure. You know, my mother will talk about this sometimes, and I don't really remember the first time I uh, kind of got into the, you know, the, the mindset that I can do great things. I'm capable of doing great things. I'm going to, you know, uh, attract a, a lot of abundance and success. And it's almost like, you know, we talked a little bit before we began recording of, of your son, you know, being very matter of fact of certain things he wanted to do as an adult. Yes. And it's, I, I find it very fascinating because that's sort of what, you know, my, my own mother will recount to me is that mm -hmm. you were just so sure of yourself from such a, a young age of what you right. could and would do. And so, um, so yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I was very fortunate to have a very loving, nurturing, um, upbringing and, you know, not a lot of hardship that uh, sort of, you know, a lot of other souls choose to experience. And I think it gave me a uh, sort of a, a, a leg up in, in the sense that I didn't have a lot to overcome as I came into adulthood. And so as I, as I moved into adulthood, I started exploring other things outside of sort of the tr more traditional organized. I was raised in a very conservative Christian household. And mm -hmm. that started to not resonate as much with me. Some of it wasn't making quite sense, you know, for me. And I started exploring other, uh, other ideas about the ultimate nature of reality, as I like to refer to it, and the, the oneness of all things, and the fact that we're tapped into the source that created everything. And as I started to ex experiment with those kind of concepts, uh, I started getting uh, results and experiences that were just uh, you know, magical and, and, and just, it, it's one of those things that's hard to describe until it's just like a knowing, you know, and then you have these external experiences that reflect back to validate for you. And it just really strengthened my resolve to, uh, kind of continue to continue to explore a spiritual path and to continue to believe in myself, regardless of what I was seeing externally. So Brandon, you were always a super confident kid and then became a super confident adult. Is that right? I would say that's a that's that's a safe uh, safe assumption, <laughs> but it's it's self confidence and you know there's a, such a fine line between self confidence and arrogance and I think you know humility is such a key word in life and the the more you know the more you realize you're no better than anyone or anything it's all the same They're, it's all reflections and so it's very important sometimes people get caught up in in ego you know consciousness and I, I always say ego everybody's greatest obstacle um, yeah, <laughs> and really if you is. can realize that you are so powerful and so connected, but you're no better or worse than anyone either. So it's, you know, injecting humility is a very key element in 
in ultimately having success. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit more about ego and mindfulness. How do we how do we do that? I mean, we've all read books about the ego, and and we all realize that you know the ego really can control us. But how do we use mindfulness to tame that ego? Well, I think it's uh, it's just a matter of uh, perspective of understanding you know, what's going on. It's, it's understanding the nature of the circumstances in which you find yourself on this planet. And when you act from an egoic kind of standpoint of separation mentality, and there's Mm -hmm. you versus me, and there's not enough. And, you know, you start, you, you behave in that manner, you're going to get a certain set of results. Mm-hmm. When you can manage to see things from a perspective of connectedness, of oneness, of, you know, wow, I want this thing for myself and I'm having trouble getting it. But lo and behold, I all of a sudden somehow have the opportunity to give the same thing away to someone else that I would like for myself. Do it because it's always you're always find the opportunity to give away to someone else what you want for yourself. And since everything is a reflection, once you, you know, bottom line versus is experimenting with it, you know, and I always say I talk about this stuff with passion and vigor. And, you know, it's a part of my podcast as well on the positive head podcast. And, um, but I always say, don't believe me, just be open enough to go explore for yourself. And when you do, you'll be shown that, you know, separation is an illusion. There is no out there out there. It's all a reflection of a, of a vibration that you've previously offered. So, you know, you're literally the center of your own universe, your own world. And right now you're talking to a, a, a reflection of self. This is, you know, it's, and it's one being in different bodies and it's a convincing uh, illusion of separation, but that's all that it is. So it really, I guess the, the short answer is, is it comes down to expanding perspective and then testing that perspective. Of course, you know, your, your listeners are intelligent people. They're not just going to take your word for it or mine, but if they're open enough to, to play with the concepts, it, it, it reveals itself to be so. So we're all one in this universe. We're all one. And if we look at, at us that way, we're better off. Do you think that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, all the same stuff physically. We can, we know, you know, our, our origins. I saw a, a meme the other day that is, re- I thought was really clever. It was a picture of a shining star and it said, I found this old, old, old picture of you. And that's essentially <laughs> what we were. We're you, the, the, the atoms that make you up are from a star that lived its full life. It died out, exploded outwards, reformed. Uh, at one point, it, you know, you sprung up from this ongoing uh, process and it's all the same stuff physically. And of course, uh, uh, you know, as above, so below, as they say, and it's spiritually speaking, it's, it, you know, physically and spiritually, they're all reflections. It's just mirrors everywhere. And when you start really, once again, playing with the concept, because it's certainly from a logical standpoint, makes a lot of sense. When you start looking at science and quantum physics and so forth, it's showing a lot of, you know, science and spirituality are are definitely doing a dance right now that they weren't at one time. And when you start playing with the the concepts, you see for yourself. It it just, uh, yeah, I mean, it is, if you, if you treat everyone as if, you know, everywhere you go, you're there waiting for yourself. I challenge anyone to live their life as that, no matter what's showing up. If it's someone negative showing up, no, that's a part of self that is still, uh, you know, locked in ego further or still uh, more asleep. And it's, it's actually a a part of you just, whereas maybe say right now, if I'm, we're resonating Bruce at a high vibration as we have this conversation. Okay. We're, we're high vibration vibrational uh, mirrors of each other. I could go down to the store two hours from now and someone tells me to F off or whatever, you know, yeah. and it's now I'm 
I'm getting a reflection of some other part of self that uh, just, you know, yeah, I love your philosophy of mirrors everywhere, and I, I really think this is cool, and I want you to share that a little bit more with Mindful Tribe so everybody who's listening really understands and grasps what you're talking about when you say mirrors everywhere. Sure, sure. Well, um, what what I'm really getting at is is the idea that just that everywhere, as I said, everywhere you go, you're there waiting for yourself. So you're essentially one with what created all things, the source, God, love, your higher self, whatever you want to call it. It, it, it is it is love and it is, uh, you know, eternal. What do you say to somebody that says, Brandon, what the heck are you talking about? <laughs> this is crazy. What do you say next? Yeah, exactly. And that, that, what I would say next is, well, all I can tell you is to be open enough to explore the, the, the concepts and apply, act as if, do an experiment where you live your life as if everyone you bump up against is a mirror or reflection of self. And, uh, and you know, I love this, the, the saying, love is the answer. Now, what was the question? So decide to quit reacting to them as if they're happening to you. And instead, just experiment as if you're happening to, to life, right? Uh, life is happening for you, not to you. So everyone that you bump up against, bring that vibration of love, bring that vibration of they're really an extension of, of self, whether they can see it or they're they're realizing or remembering that or not. I'm going to bring that energy to the to the situation. And if you do that, you'll see the situation starts to magically work in your favor over and over and over again. And and you're really describing to me the Tao Te Ching. And you're it really yeah. takes me there with Wayne Dyer. And yet you're saying it in completely different terms. You're saying it in modern day terms. You're saying it in a different way, but it but it really is the same message, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I, I would absolutely agree. The Tao Te Ching is, is definitely some high wisdom, in my opinion. And yeah, me yeah too. there's nothing that I can nothing that I can say uh, that any listener doesn't already know at their, you know, at some level of their soul, it's a matter of remembering what we've forgotten. We all came here with amnesia so that we could have the experience of waking up within the dream that is this hologram called life on earth. And so I cool. just happened to start that process. And as I, I'm so excited, I realized the only thing to do is wake up everyone else who's sleeping, because if someone else is sleeping, that represents a part of me that is still asleep. So every time I can help in any way, when I get, you know, you know how it is when you get feedback from your listeners, Bruce, and they say, thank you so much, you know, listening mm -hmm. to your show has changed my life. And, you know, it's like, wow, there is, you know, as Jim Carrey said it really well recently. He said, the greatest currency there is, is the effect you have on others. And the reason that is the greatest currency there is, is because you're always doing it to self. So whatever you're putting out, whatever you're doing, it's, you, you will feel the energetic repercussions of the, of the energy and impact you have on others because they're, they're part of you. So this is how you continually, you know, it's like love is the only thing that you can divide and it, it grows. It, it, it's, it's, it never runs out. So this is the opposite of, uh, you know, separation mentality and lack of abundance. It's creating new abundance by giving. Yeah, I really like that. That is really incredible. I'm going to repeat it. The greatest currency there is, is the effect you have on someone else. And Jim Carrey said that. But I'm going to repeat something you said as well, because I just want to repeat it slowly for Mindful Tribe, where I'm taking you back just a couple of minutes here. Give away to someone else what you want for yourself. And that will make us happier. 
that will make us better people, that will make us move move more effectively toward what we want in life. I really believe that. So I, I think that's an awesome quote. Give away to someone else what you want for yourself. So Brandon, I want to talk about meditation and I want to talk specifically about your meditation. Can you share with us what your meditation looks like in your own life? Yeah, you know... Um I'll I'll be honest with you, uh, Bruce. I've experimented with many different approaches, and it is something that I I've had to really work at because, as you can hear, I'm uh, an excitable individual. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so being being as calm, cool, and collective as uh, some people doesn't come as natural to me, yes. <laughs> especially when I you know talk about stuff like this. It's like getting plugged into a light socket. There's so much energy that starts flowing through me, and so with meditation, it's it's a challenging process for me at times because of, you know, all this energy that's, that, you know, I, I tap into. And, uh, for me personally, I've, you know, experimented. I really like using like a mantra, like Om, mm-hmm. uh, something to try and keep my focus, something very simple. Um, I've used, uh, other mantras like Om, Mane, Padme, Hum. Uh, there's, uh, you know, uh, of course, focusing on the, uh, third eye center or just above that uh, on the, you know, where the scalp, uh, the hairline starts mm-hmm. uh, is, is, is another uh, approach that I've used. And really breathing, of course, the breathing technique, focusing on the uh, in-breath and out-breath. So I, I sort of bounce around with these different different ideas from, and then sometimes I'll listen to guided meditations as well. Mm -hmm. So unlike some people who are really have a very strict definitive practice, mine is, uh, is experimenting. One of a very interesting book that I would recommend to the listeners, uh, is by Osho and it's called the book of secrets. And he takes this ancient text. I forget the exact name, a 5,000 year old text where it's just different, uh, approaches. It's like 118 different meditation techniques or techniques to, uh, the, the concept is, is one of these or more will work for everybody. So maybe there's a different approach that works for you to sort of achieve enlightenment than say I would have. So I've played around with some different concepts and there's visualization and so forth, uh, different levels of, of meditation and, and types. And that book is a very interesting one that I've, uh, experimented with as well. I'll check that out. I haven't read that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one. It's a huge book. But Osho is, you know, he kind of uh, takes these. Uh, he was an inspiration for one of the things that we we do on uh, the Positive Head podcast, and that is take quotes that we love and then give interpretations of them. He sort of does that with this ancient text. So here's uh, it's like um, Shakti and Shiva, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. are. Maybe I'm no, hold on. Maybe it's a Devi and I, I forget. There's so many different books and mm-hmm. I haven't read it in a while. But uh, the characters are, are talking to one another so much and for joining uh, us giving here. advice on more. To thank you, know, you for very, I'll send you a uh, poetically written of and of course this ancient text. So then he takes Brian Tracy to create and gives his interpretation of exactly the what success code. said. You'll learn more about my story and how I became an anti-bullying advocate and my It's a very big book when you take all these verses and then go to dot com. Cracking. Cool. I'll check Enter your name and email, now, you and you'll have the book of downloaded in no time. Mindfulness works in your life, Brandon. But have you ever had a time when you just felt like mindfulness was not working, or this stuff was just not gelling for you? Yeah, I, I have. I have. Uh, I've certainly, you know, once again, I would say uh, for me personally, my energy is one of my greatest gifts, but also can be. Sometimes it's easy for me to get 
frazzled or, or sure. certainly a lot less. I, I, I'm, I'm much better about it than I once was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, but in the past, it's one of those things where I could get frazzled really easy and it would set me down a path of, you know, uh, very agitated energy. And I think that's really, really important to, and, and, I tr- and I really, it's a daily conscious effort for me to pay attention to what vibration am I resonating with at this moment and to, you know, notice when I'm getting out of alignment, when I'm agitated or, uh, you know, yeah, just, just not, I'm, I'm fighting against what's happening in any way, shape or form. I really try and you know, take a deep breath and step back into all the number one goal in this moment, Brandon, is to manage your vibration. And if you're feeling agitated and out of sorts and all those things, not only are you losing in that moment, but you're attracting more of what you don't want. And so, uh, so yeah, I certainly, I, I guess mindfulness seems to always work unless I'm not being mindful. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And then it doesn't work, right? So Brandon, so, tell us how mindfulness helps you make money in this world. Ah, well, it's, you know, it's something that you touched on earlier and uh, I'm actually wearing a t-shirt right now that says, be it to see it. And I think that is uh, a a good way to put it is, you know, most people do something like work in order to have something like money in order to be something like happy. The the trick is, is, is the opposite though, because you're happening to life. Life's not happening to you. So be happy, be abundant, be, when I was laying on a friend's couch five years ago, you know, starting my, my last company that, you know, I had incredible success with, um, I, uh, I was feeling abundant. I believed in myself. I was resonating with the idea of Brandon being this character that could be in a totally different scenario. So stop buying what's happening in front of you because all that is is a, is a reflection of some past vibrational offering. If you want to know what you'll see tomorrow, look at what you're feeling today. So whatever you're seeing today is simply a reflection of some past vibrational offering. So why would I react to something that I'm seeing now when that really was created by a former me? Because in this moment, you're really born anew. The only reason it doesn't feel like that is because you're carrying all this baggage with you, this story from your past. But your past really doesn't exist, nor does your future. You live in the now always. And in this now, you can choose to resonate with any vibration that you want. And so the key to that is to get into vibrational alignment with abundance. Feel what it would feel like now. You know, one of the best uses of your time is to sit with your eyes closed and not only meditate and quiet the mind, but spend time with the most valuable um, tool you have, which is your imagination, that thing we were taught not to use as kids. Yeah, that. <laughs> Pull that back out and start using <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> I, I, I love that. Yeah. Get into vibrational alignment with abundance. I'm just going to just slow right down and just take that in. Get into vibrational alignment with abundance. Yes. Now, Brandon, you know probably that I've worked in bullying prevention for over a decade. Tell us a story about bullying that resonates with you. You know, I have a story of bullying and, you know, I think of my son and I'm, I'm so proud of him because a few years ago he came home from elementary school. This is going back five years or so ago. And, uh, he won the kind student award and he had a t-shirt to prove he was so kind and it said kind on it. And I, you know, I think back to when I was a kid and I was such a loving kid mm-hmm. and, uh, open hearted. And then I got into junior high and this kind of like smart, uh, you know, smart Alec kind of, 
uh, annoying <laughs> phase. And there was a there's a little girl, and she was obviously had you know there's something kind of off with her personality and her uh, you know not always cleanest and you know all these things. And I took it upon myself to start kind of uh, teasing her. Like I would do with my brother or sister or, you know, other people. But in this case, it was, you know, other kids thought I could be, you know, comedic and funny and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I kind of started, you know, making silly comments about how she likes to go to the zoo or something very juvenile. Mm-hmm. And um, but mean, you know, just like it wasn't like uh, it wasn't really super personal attack, but it was it was the energy behind it. Right. And I'll tell you, Bruce, it's something it's funny because this is, you know, what? 30 years ago or something, 25 years ago. And I still think about this girl regularly now and how I want to find her one day and just do something really nice for her. Because at the time I didn't realize what I was really doing. It's not an excuse, but it's like a lack of awareness. And so, you know, with bullying, it's like, I, I think about it. It's like, if I was capable of that and I'm this person who at the core is pretty, you know, heart centered and loving, Mm -hmm. but I was, you know, how many people get bullied by, by good people, you know, who don't really, they just haven't matured or figured it out yet. And so I think it's, um, it's, it's something that I, I, like I said, I, it's funny because I still will think about that girl and say, you know, I want to go find her one day and just do something really kind for her because it just, you know, it's, it's, it's just such a uh, um, bad feeling to think back on it. But at the same time, I think everything happens for some reason. It happened for a reason for me to grow and reflect from. It happened for some reason in her own life. But I, I think it's nice if you have ever bullied someone and you have the chance, uh, you know, see what you can do to rectify it. And also understand that someone who's bullying, it doesn't necessarily mean they're this evil, bad person, but they're they're just – it's just like bumping up against the person at the supermarket who might tell me off. They're just asleep more. They're not aware. So how would you use mindfulness to work through that situation so that it doesn't haunt you? Ah, so are you talking about for my personal account? Yes, of, yes, of, for you personally. Well, okay, great question, great question. And and I think, you know, I touched on it a bit there. I can think about it sometimes and I'm like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm surprised at myself that I was capable of, of – you know, doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, then I, I can reflect and say, well, you were, you know, you had the brain of a 12 year old. And uh, also, you know, what helps me to understand and, and to, to be okay with it and to know there's never been a mistake that's happened. Uh, it's all perfect. We're perfectly, you know, I, I believe when we die, Bruce, we'll be able to zoom out on this experience that looks chaotic and realize everyone is always getting exactly what they co-created vibrationally. So I played a role in this particular girl's life for, you know, very short period of time. And it was just, it wasn't even that heavy. It's not like I was harming her physically or anything like that. But of course we know emotional, uh, sort of things can be even worse sometimes. So, um, it's, it's, you know, understanding that it's all always happening for some reason. And uh, I can only be so regretful in the sense that well, I guess even more than being regretful, I look forward to the opportunity in some way to make it right or to to help that person as opposed to maybe call, bring a negativity to, to their life. Yeah. And um, so, so, yeah, I think it's, it's all about perspective and understanding that you know, these people that are bullying are playing a role and you, the person being bullied is somehow a vibrational match for that. And, you know, and, and that gets, that gets to be a slippery slope and a tricky conversation for a lot of people because they can't quite understand how everything is always a vibrational match. 
Yeah, exactly. Now, Brandon, thank you so much for sharing that with us because, you know, it really reveals your vulnerability. And, uh, you know, it's just really great how you explain to us how mindfulness sort of works to help you through that. Brandon, my next questions are part of the multi-mode round. Just short 30-second answers are perfect. Who is one person who has influenced your mindfulness practice? One person who has influenced my mindfulness practice. That would, you know what? Let's go with uh, Osho, who uh, I named earlier. Uh, Osho is a, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, Indian gentleman who died in the 90s yeah. i believe and he is a fascinating uh, study if you if you read up on a lot of his perspectives and insights into mindfulness and you know the ultimate nature of reality he uh, he can take you down some deep rabbit holes that really make your your uh, mind want to explode <laughs> in a good way <laughs> yeah absolutely and mindful tribe this will all be in the show notes how has mindfulness affected your emotions brandon Oh, mindfulness has affected my emotions in a tremendous, tremendous way. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, you know, a bit earlier, uh, I'm someone who I have this great energy to uh, achieve and do things and make things happen and connect with people. But I also c- can tend to get uh, frazzled or, you know, uh, excited in a negative way. Right. And so mindfulness is the path to healing that for me. Oh, catch yourself. Look at your vibration. Deep breaths. Move into the heart. All that matters more than anything else is how you're choosing to feel now. And uh, so that is, uh, it's a huge, huge uh, help for someone. Right. And now I'll let you expand on the part that you said about deep breaths, because my next question is this. Tell us how breathing is a part of your mindfulness practice. Yeah, exactly. Like I I, I touched on is just yes. remembering that your everything is a reflection. And so if you're breathing shallow, that's a reflection of how much uh, bandwidth you have for what you can deal with in your life. So, you know, uh, things are making you frazzled where you're probably breathing really, uh, you can't, you can't be upset when you're breathing deeply. (laughs) And so, Mm. you know, deep, full breaths and you move into a state of calm and and you move into an energetic space that all you can deal with anything. And you, you, it's like, it's, it's kind of like growing muscles. You know, you go from a, a little wimp to a giant muscle man that can deal with anything. And I, that's a, the best kind of on the spot example I can give. <laughs> Brandon, if you could recommend a book on mindfulness, what would it be? Mm, a book on mindfulness. Uh, a book that I absolutely love is a book called Oneness by Rasha, R-A-S-H-A. And uh, this book, I always say, is sort of like a handbook for ascension. For anyone who is listening to this show that's a spiritual seeker and trying to expand their you know, mindfulness practice. It's it's sort of like a guidebook of what's to come as you continue to expand your awareness and expand your consciousness and and sort of ascend vibrationally as we all uh, are on the move. And, you know, we're just, these are all stopping off points in our growth and where we are today sure. will be different than five years from now or five minutes from now, probably. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Can you share an app which helps you to be more mindful? An app that helps me to be more mindful. Um, let me think about that one for a second. What is an app that helps me to be more mindful? I, I'm trying to think if I have an app that I use. You know, the app that I use. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a funny one, but it's the 
the truth, uh, a podcast app. I mean, that is an app where I it's it's like having access to, uh, you know, soul food at any time uh, and it, tapping into, you know, vibrations. Everything is vibration. So if I'm listening to a mindfulness mode podcast, well, I'm tapping into a heightened vibration and instantly it's uh, helping me to be mindful. There's other great shows, obviously, and there's so much of this great content. And once you use that app to kind of say, these are the ones I want to automatically get. It's hard not to take advantage and, and tune in and, and have that uh, soul food uh, diet. <laughs> That's a great answer, Brandon. Brandon, what advice would you give a person who is new to the idea of mindfulness and they'd like to start using it in their life? <sighs> the best advice I can give someone is take time uh, I think Osho actually said it. If if <laughs> something to the effect of if you don't, it, it, everyone should meditate 15 minutes a day unless you don't have time. You should meditate an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah <I> like <laughs> right. <that. laughs> and so uh, the greatest advice I can I can give to someone is it. A lot of times it's easier to use thoughts. You know, because we have trouble turning the brain off, and that's the toughest thing about meditation mm -hmm. for people. Mm -hmm. Instead of resisting that at first, you're just starting down the path. Instead, close your eyes and and do visualization practices. I saw uh, a conversation recently. I think it was Ram Das uh, was talking to his teacher, and he asked about Christ and and um, Maharaji like went in and started thinking, and he tear came down his eyes. He goes, "Christ lost himself in love." So. You know, sit there with your eyes closed and don't necessarily have to always become quiet, which is the, you know, the center point of meditation. Rather, drum up the vibration of love. Drum up the vibration of abundance. Drum up the visualizations of what you want to see more in your life. And I think that's a great uh, stepping stone, a halfway point between silence and, you know, and, and that's equally beneficial is drumming up the vibrations that you want more of because where attention goes, energy flows and you, you are literally attracting more of that into your life by drumming up the vibration and playing in that vibrational pool. Brandon, I could talk to you all day. I mean, you are just a fascinating person, and I just totally believe we're on the same wavelength. It's just been awesome. Tell us how Mindful Tribe can contact you or learn more about what you do. Well, uh, the best and easiest way to contact me currently is through uh, my website, which is positivehead.com. And, uh, of course, I do a, a, a podcast, the Positive Head podcast, five days a week. Um, so... You know, four days, four of those, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, it is uh, myself and my co-host, Dalian, you know, talking about mindfulness and, you know, talking about our favorite quotes and, of course, uh, sometimes featuring segments of teachers and then discussing that. And so it's a, a daily dose of soul food, essentially. And then we do an interview once a week as well with different, as I call them, consciousness change makers, you know, people that are doing things like Bruce or, you know, that are out there trying to help. Uh, spread consciousness and awareness and good vibes. So, uh, yeah, that's the best and easiest way is through uh, positivehead.com. You can drop an email and reach me anytime. And, uh, you know, I'd love to hear any feedback from anyone that hears us. Brandon, this has been such a pleasure, and I'm certainly inspired by what you've done in your life. Uh, we have to say goodbye. I hope to talk to you again soon. You take care. All the best to you, Brandon. Oh, thank you so much for having me on your show. It is truly an honor, and uh, keep doing what you're doing because it's people like you that are making a difference, and I thank you for being. My pleasure. Bye now. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. In appreciation, I'll mention you at the top of an upcoming show. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.